his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. We're glad to have you here today, hour number two, here on WBT, WORD over in Greenville. Chad Adams, your guest host, sitting in for Vince, and hope he's doing well. I'll be here tomorrow as well. You'll uh, be able to tolerate me today and tomorrow in this, this, this whole society that's so tolerant of everything, like a male swimmer in the NCAA championships for women. Now, uh, well, I mean, he identifies with something that's not that. I mean, I. There's so many things you could identify with that that would be kind of funny, but we don't have a sense of humor. And if you disagree with stuff, they ban you these days. You get taken off of Twitter for having a satirical website, but Vladimir Putin, the the arch murderer in the Ukraine, can keep his Twitter account. But I digress. I want to get over to this Hunter Biden story because it's it's one that is is worthy of being discussed, regardless of your feelings on the situation. Let's get away from kind of the hardened i can't believe they did that which you you know the fact that the political left working hand in glove with many media outlets across the nation were able to suppress the hunter biden story and try to act like it was russian disinformation this laptop of this very troubled damaged individual that it is making deals with russian oligarchs and ukrainian people and kicking 10% to the big guy, who many people speculate was Biden, Biden's covering up. Biden knew it was real, and during presidential debates, alluded to that, saying it wasn't real, lied, lied openly. Either he's he's either unaware, and that ignorance is rather alarming, because he's president of the flipping country, or he is he knew he was lying and didn't care, because he, he figured, and his staff said, hey, we've got this, the media's going to cover for us, it's all good. The media has not, over the past three years, had a stellar track record of looking objective. The way in which it's covered COVID, the way in which different versions of what the public, I mean, the the government and the, it's weird. It's kind of weird. The government being run by the political left doesn't have a good record. The media, largely left-leaning, the CNN, MSNBC, three-letter networks, are not, doing a very good job. So the trust is at an all-time low and getting lower. And at least the New York Times had the the courage is the wrong word. Courage would have been doing it during the election, but suppressing it was not an act of courage, that's an act of omission. That is an intentional an intentional act of omission and you allowed politicians to pile on saying it wasn't real to hurt media that were actually reporting the truth. So Miranda Devine has an update to the New York Post story, you know, in which she says similar things. 
It's hardly a vindication of the post-flawless reporting of the Hunter Biden laptop that 17 months late, the New York Times has admitted the laptop is real. Notice there's two people you will not hear anything from on this story in North Carolina politics, and that is Governor Roy Cooper and the aspiring governor, the AG in our state. You, you won't be hearing from them. You won't be hearing they will stay as many miles away from this story as they possibly can. Josh Stein, the aspiring governor, the attorney general of the state of North Carolina, who sees himself as the next governor and has plenty of money to become that, should there not be a you know solid opponent in 2024, they're itching to stay away from the story. They are itching to stay away from their Democrat allies at the top. They're doing everything they can to avoid being seen in public with these people, to avoid campaigning with them and many congressional candidates and said, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the Senate. I suspect, you know, the attacks on McCrory will grow substantially. And, you know, Ted Budd likely to be, you know, that's the person that they're trying to, the people are trying to get over the hump, but it's going to be a close race there. But on the other side, the Democrats, even if they get their nominee, which they want, Anita Earls, over the hump, they're gonna they're gonna have a very difficult time because North Carolinians are just not in the mood, I think, to give more power to Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden. I don't see that happening in North Carolina. Now, back to the case. It's hardly a vindication to the post flawless reporting on the Hunter Biden laptop that 17 months late, the New York Times has admitted the laptop is real. After every, I mean, think about all the people, the, the hundreds of people calling it fake and saying it was Russian disinformation. The hundreds of people. We knew it was real. You know, those pictures weren't photoshopped. It is an indictment of the Times and a betrayal of their readers who were kept in the dark about the true nature of Joe Biden before the 2020 election. Had the public knew that that was true, what would it have altered? It would have made it much more difficult to pull off what they pulled off. But now... We're all on the same page. There are some serious questions that need to be answered. And these are good questions. Legitimate endeavor. Let's get away from the hype and let's go to legitimate questions that I think everyone, regardless of your political stripe, needs to address. Biden's press secretary, Jen Psaki, refused to answer the New York Post White House reporter, Stephen Nelson, when he had the rare opportunity to ask her two of these questions last week. Psaki's excuse was that Hunter Biden doesn't work in the government. She wasn't being asked about Hunter. She was being asked about her boss, the president. How is President Biden navigating conflicts of interest when it comes to sanctioning people who have done business with his family? That was the question. What would be his conflict of interest, Saki said? Well, for starters, Russian oligarch Yelena Baterina, who paid $3.5 million into a bank account associated with Hunter and his business partner, Devin Archer, was not sanctioned along with other Putin allied oligarchs this month. Why not? Was it an oversight? Was it a favor? These are serious questions. So who received the $3.5 million and did they pay taxes on it? This is a, a this goes all the way. And, and right now, it looks like Biden-Hunter is cooperating. It looks like more and more of the truth is going to come out. It's damning information. And, and if you go through the details on this, and you will, in the coming days, you're going to see more detail than you can stand because it's out there. All of the details in this laptop story are there. The pictures. Everything. Question number two. Nelson's second question to Saki last week was about China. My question, quote, about the conflict of interest when it comes to China is, last year, the first son's attorney said that he divested from a Chinese investment fund controlled by Chinese state-owned entities. Did he actually divest, and can you? And Saki, the White House press secretary, cut him off. Didn't let him feel. He's a private citizen. He doesn't work for the government. I point you to his representatives. I think we're done here. 
Wait a minute. If the president's son is in business with the government of communist China, that is not a private matter. It's a matter of urgent public interest. She told us last year that Hunter was in the process of divesting his 10% share of a Chinese investment firm, BHR Partners, which is co-owned by the Bank of China and has about $2.4 billion in funds under that management. Last year, Hunter's lawyers told the Times he no longer owns a share of BHR. But according to online records, as of Wednesday, Hunter's company does hold a 10% stake there. This is basic journalism stuff. The political left is terrified of the truth on this stuff. They have tried so desperately. You'll see. Ugh. We need to take a break. We'll be right back after this. I'm Chad Adams sitting in for Vince Coakley here on WBT and WORD. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back, folks. Chad Adams, your guest host, sitting in for Vince. He'll be back with you guys on Wednesday. You just have to put up with me for two days. You folks at WBT and WORD over in Greenville, we appreciate that. You want to get in on the conversation, you give us a call, 1-800-928-1110, 1-800-928-1110. The Ingalls Market Talk Line, 1-800-928-1110. We'd love to have you in. A lot going on. There's so much going on. It's, it's a target-rich environment. So many days... You can kind of look at the news and you can tell it's not a target-rich environment because they'll cover like a cat stuck in a tree somewhere. But lately, every day is a 4th of July fireworks display of newsworthy issues, whether it's the situation in Ukraine, the, the failed diplomacy of Kamala Harris going over there and didn't do anything, Joe Biden going over there, but in a couple of days. So we got to wait for more people to die, I guess. I don't know the di- diplomatic mission and the way the president conducts himself. The southern border is still a mess. The economy kind of in free fall. Looks like you know inflation's exceeding any kind of wage gains there. Unemployment may be low, but people are losing ground. Uh, this this administration has been an absolute economic train wreck. The, the amazing thing to me is the way Democrats in the state of North Carolina are able to distance themselves. You know, they would typically run if Donald Trump said something. They would run to a Republican. Now, what do you think of this? But if you do a search on Governor Roy Cooper, 
in North Carolina and could try to connect Roy Cooper to President Biden, you'll notice there's kind of a media uh, a media disconnect. They're, they're doing everything they can to disconnect Roy Cooper from Joe Biden. It's as if they're not even in the same political party. They're not connected in any way. It's just, you know, in fact, I saw, I did see one story where they were connected in that Roy Cooper's approval ratings were higher than Biden. What that means heading into the midterm elections here is that uh, Democrats are more likely to be okay being seen with Roy Cooper than they are being seen with the president. I doubt many Democrats in North Carolina will ask the White House to make any kind of special appearance. After after the train wreck that was the Virginia elections for the Democrats, they're going to run, they're going to run, they're going to run away from Team Biden. In fact, the phone calls likely won't get returned. If the Biden administration, hey, we're willing to come down to North Carolina and South Carolina to help all you Democrats, it's going to be as if that cell phone lost signal somewhere in the mountains, you know, or some great dismal swamp, you know, it's just not going to be returned. We're okay. No, we've got this. We're good. We don't need your help. But Nancy Pelosi, you guys, I tell you what, just stay. You and, you know, Charles Schumer, the three of y'all take your Geritol, go to the rest home, kind of do the circuit up there, hang out. We don't need you. We'll call, I tell you what, we'll call you. We'll call you. The, the political left is like, we just don't want to be connected to this. We, we just don't want to be connected to this in, in any legitimate way. It is it is astounding to watch kind of this free fall that has been going on. Um, by the way, another one that that I was tracking, so I'm kind of watching this, is in North Carolina, party party intrigue, partisan intrigue is always fascinating. In North Carolina, largely Republican, largely a lot of lawyers that go to the same school in South Carolina. There is a good old boy network in South Carolina. Over in North Carolina, largely Republican there. In North Carolina... You know, there's a lot of speculation because Cooper's delineate. He's he's actually out of time. He runs out. This is his second term. He's a lame duck governor, and so the Democrats know and hope and pray that their replacement will be the aspiring governor, the AG of North Carolina, Josh Stein. He's got the money. He's got the connections. He raises money. He's uh, charismatic. He can get out there and. And what what he's going to run on is going to be interesting. He has the name ID. He has the position. He's wanted to be governor. He's he's in the hunt, just like Roy Cooper. That's where they come from. Mike Easley, aspiring governor, becomes governor. You know, beats Dennis Wicker, who was the lieutenant governor. Uh, interesting politics in North Carolina. But one of the things that's kind of intriguing on the Republican side is you have the two darlings of the left wing media right now are Madison Cawthorn who says things that gets himself in trouble in the far West that even has many in his own party. The press likes this because Cawthorn is kind of seen as a little bit of a radical and the press loves that to bring him front and center and ask, they run to other Republicans and say, what do you think about him? What do you think about him? Tim Moore, speaker of this, what do you think about Madison? Madison, what do you think about Madison? And put Republicans defense. You don't see the press running to Democrats to ask them about, you know, the, the the fringe of their, you know, they don't run to Roy Cooper and ask him to comment on other Democrats, for instance. You rarely see that. No matter what kind of moonback crazy stuff that gets said, what kind of, you know, distraction from reality that someone creates in the Democrat circles, they don't run to Governor Cooper and ask for comment. They'll instantly run to another Republican. So they did that. Madison Cawthorn, it, it wheelchair bound, that has made some comments, very young, not even young enough to run for governor yet. I mean, not even old enough to run for governor. But one they really love is Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson 
is a firebrand conservative. Hasn't been in public office. Now he's thrust into lieutenant governor's position. He is seen by many grassroots as someone they want to cling to. And he, he is a very robust uh, he, he's able to tap into emotions when he speaks in public. He has the fire brand of a great Southern Baptist minister. If you've ever been to like a really rural Baptist church where that fire breathing, uh, minister can really ignite the passions of church. He does a good job. That's not a put down. That is an, an absolute, I've seen him. I've spoken after him. He lights up a crowd, but he also has said so many things that are radioactive that people struggle with. And they're going to struggle with as this election gears up. The political left is hoping that Mark Robinson is the nominee. They're hoping the political left, the news agencies, they are hoping because there are so many sound bites, there are so many pieces of information that they want that. And so when you see people really propping him up on the left, you have to ask yourself why. Now, another candidate's in the background that's not going to get the kind of press, that's not going to get that kind of press, Falwell, state treasurer. Falwell has always kind of been the outsider and running for office. He's always, he is absolutely, ideologically speaking, a conservative. He ideologically absolutely has accomplished many things. He did it in unemployment. He did it as a, a, a legislator. He has done it as treasurer. He is one of the strongest Republicans out there. Doesn't get a lot of press. Speaks, works as a crazy, insane work ethic. Works incredible hours all over the state, making appearances. I still predict that will be a force to contend with. I think Mark Robinson is the emotional selection. I think that many Republicans, if they want to win that governor's mansion, are going to have to look at Dale Falwell. Known them both for a while, both good folks, but I but those sound bites that are out there on Robinson, some of the things that he said, again, he's relatively new to politics, but is loved by grassroots. But the left really wants that. You know, I I, I was reading this morning about you know, that, that they're asking, you can tell NCGOP is a little nervous about it because when they talk about, they go to interview these people about Robinson, they don't, they don't say a lot. They won't say anything negative, but they don't say a lot. And a lot of folks are, our folks are very concerned about what the GOP is going to do heading into the next gubernatorial because Josh Stein is no joke. And if they can marginalize the Republican, the political left wants to marginalize someone like Mark Robinson. They do not want to face a very strong candidate with a track record that is that is absolutely stellar in a Dale Falwell type candidacy. But personally, I see those two as the rising two that that could be a rather remarkable primary for Republicans between Dale Falwell and Mark Robinson. And make no mistake, Dale Falwell has tremendous supporting grassroots. People think, oh, he's the establishment choice. No, the establishment has been very tough on Dale because he wouldn't go along and vote for things just for the sake of voting for things when he was in the legislature. So it's to me, that, that will be a fascinating race to watch in two years. They're already out there talking. They're already campaigning. I, I, I'm fascinated to see what Dale will do, Dale Falwell will do next, having seen how his record has played out. But we got to take a break here at the bottom of the hour. Pleasure to be in for Vince here on WBT and WORD. Give us a call, 1-800-928-1110, 1-800-928-1110 on the Ingalls Market Talk Line. Chad Adams, your guest host. We'll be right back after. 
celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What a day. Chad Adams in for Vince Coakley here on WBT and WORD out in Greenville. WBT Charlie Ingalls Market Talk Line, 1-800-928-1110, 1-800-928-1110. Always a pleasure. Always a lot of fun. Beautiful weather. Yeah, you know, Wait, if it's warm, it's global something or other, isn't it? It can't be that. Oh, the sun. <laughs> giant flaming ball in the sky that could eat the it's got to be your fault it's got to be my fault got to be my fault so funniest stories funniest thing i saw the other day was someone who would run out of fuel on a tesla and i look i'm a fan i like i like their cars i've got nothing against electric cars you want to have one own one that's great but be, but we will be aware of the limitations when you're in a hurricane at the coast your power gets knocked out uh for a week or a day or even inland i had power out for three weeks in the central part of the state one time and you can't charge it. You, you you can't charge it unless you have a generator. Then you could charge your car. And that's the funniest image I've seen was a guy had run out of fuel in his Tesla, beautiful car, and had to plug it into a generator to charge it up. So don't think it comes just that it's easy. And 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 a lot of times the fuel generated for electricity is carbon related. It's coal or natural gas. And in the generator's case, it's gasoline powering the batteries of the Tesla. So did you really advance? Which takes us to an interesting discussion. I'm not going to get into it too deep in the weeds, but it is. It, think about. I just want you to think about this, because in the in the discussion about uh, alternative fuels, the Biden administration has taken us in a very bizarre place on climate. You know, they, they've they've caught themselves kind of. The political left has caught itself in this horrific tailspin 
when they when they first get into office, they make it more difficult for producers of conventional fuel to produce fuel. So instead of being energy independent, we are energy dependent. Now, what that means, that didn't mean that all of the natural gas and, and, and petroleum products that are produced here in the U.S. made it for all of us, just us, that, that only American producers are producing American oil for American consumption. It means that in a global market, the, the, the sum total of natural gas and petroleum products is greater than or was greater than our consumption of it, which, which shows that Worst, came, worst comes to worst, we could have supplied our own fuel. The Biden administration came in. They ratcheted down on future exploration. They really crushed down because they had a they thought they had a climate mandate. And so they made it increasingly difficult for us to have our own way of producing and to affect the global market of pricing. Because if you put a lot of, out there, you've got plenty of supply and, and it exceeds demand and, and prices can stay relatively low. But instead, the Biden administration declaring war, climate war on all producers, basically limited the ability to supply ourselves. And in the global market, we are more reliant on Russia and other third world countries, and prices start going up. They can restrict those other countries, ran, can run the prices up. And then, of course, with the pandemic and the ability to move goods and services across vast pieces of ocean, well, prices go up. But in the pipeline for the U.S., fewer opportunities in the pipeline, we can't get going on all this stuff. It's just kind of bizarre that that's what they created. They created this horrific situation on energy for us th to deal with. So as, as I'm looking at all of this and, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, why, why, you know, and, the, and then they run from it. The political left runs from the very creations uh, that they, they should be thrilled. They should be thrilled that gas is going up. But they're not because it's crushing the economy, and they own it. I mean, the political left in this country owns it while trying to run away from it. So now, even though we have plenty of documentation about what the Biden administration, and, and no one, I, I think it's interesting that nobody goes. Roy Cooper will go and hold a press conference near an electric car, hop in it, and then drive off, or at least drive around, and then hop in his massive gas-guzzling SUV with his gas-guzzling cavalry, and back, which is no problem. I have no problem with that. We need to protect the governor. I don't care whether Republican or Democrat. That's what they do. But to act like they're all in, and yet no one goes and asks the governor, hey. And here's the problem for the political left on this. So if you're reliant on wind and solar, hey, more power to you. Here's the, here's the serious challenge. If the wind's not a-blowing, there's no electricity being produced if you're relying on wind. If the sun's not a shining or it's seriously overcast, even night, you don't produce electricity. And the issue for you, me, us as consumers is we want and need to be able to turn the light switch on and have power. We need cheap, reliable, 24-7 power. The political left has destroyed our ability to produce nuclear power pretty much. We've got two two, three systems in between North and South Carolina, but they limit growth on that and make it exponentially difficult to produce it, which makes it very expensive. We still do have coal fired that we've converted some natural gas opportunities out there. But if you have solar and wind, and that's great if you want to do that, but realize that it's not 24-7 reliable energy. And so the reason solar and wind becomes very expensive is you still have to have conventional energy. So for every place in, in, in North or South Carolina that you're producing electricity, you have to be able to produce it reliably 24-7, whether it's cold, whether it's cloudy, whether it's overcast, whether it's day or night, whatever the conditions, you have to be able to provide 
power to flip the switch. So the Biden administration, the political left, owns the current state of our energy problems in this country. Back in January of 2021, Biden ordered the entire federal bureaucracy into full battle mode in the crusade to suppress production. This is from ManhattanContrarian.com. They did. Carbon emissions. That was January 27, 2021, executive order called Tackling the Climate Crisis at Home. It is the policy of the Biden administration to organize and deploy the full capacity of its agencies to combat the climate crisis, to implement a government-wide approach that reduces climate pollution in every sector, in every sector. And thus you have a federal order stopping this. So that was fine until all of a sudden the Russian situation and the constraint of the supply chain and it's crushing Americans and the Biden administration is trying to have it both ways, be the climate champion and move forward. And they're not. And it's terrible. And the political left owns all of this. And you would have thought they would have backed off of this. But no, they're still pushing the climate agenda, even as we Americans are suffering at the pump. And that's the problem with this. It's fine to move into more efficient ways of delivering energy. It's fine to move toward a hydrogen-based economy. It's fine to move in that direction. But it's not productive, and it's hurting us right now here at home. Folks, have a great day. For those of you in Charlotte, we're going to kick things uh, out of here for Pam Warner here shortly. Pam Warner with traffic. Stay tuned. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Well, hearing that uh, commercials, though, 
Well, welcome back, folks. Thank you for joining us here. WRD Greenville, Chad Adams, your guest host, sitting in. And I tell you what, it's been a heck of a day. It's a beautiful one. And uh, just glad that you're with us. It has been, it's been a, a fantastic journey and, and a lot of fun, and you guys make the difference. You want to get in on the conversation, call 1-800-928-1110. 1-800-928-1110 here at Word in Greenville. Ingalls Market Talk Line, if you'd like to do that, we'd love to have you. And, uh, you know, it's been a heck of a day. Still, <laughs> it's funny <laughs> uh, what, what kind of day we've had out here. Um, and we do appreciate you being a part. Now, to finish things up, we're heading into this rather bizarre time. Um, the president, and we were talking about this right before the break, how the left really created this nightmare scenario for fuel. And you're having to pay the price for it. You're getting out there. You're trying to fill your cars up, and you're feeling that pinch of the pump. You have a 20-gallon tank. You're, you're seeing it, you know, $100 plus to fill things up. It's an absolute nightmare. But this is not unintentional. It's not unintentional in any in any way. Um, it, it's actually intentional, and it's gonna and it's costing you more. And, and here we are wondering what's next. And what's next right now is the political left is desperately trying to to navigate their global climate scam on you. So in a way, they want these prices to be. I know that sounds accusatory. It sounds very conspiratorial, but it's not. If you think about it, the only way I can get you and convince you, all of you out there, to go and fill your cars up with electric energy and drive and buy them that are very expensive, that are the least affordable things out there, is if I can make gasoline, if I can make petroleum products cost enough that you can't afford not to have an electric car. You can't afford not to have an electric car. So that's what ends up happening is you have to go and get this electric car because gas is eight, nine, ten dollars a gallon. And if you go back to the nineties when when this when it was uh, global warming back then, it's climate change now, they're looking for a way to wrap socialism around, and that was the way that really worked. You you ultimately need fuel and you need the way to, to create fuel so expensive. you need to make it so expensive that nobody can really escape doing it their way. In other words, you need to be completely reliant on alternative energy. You're, you've got to cut down the energy consumption of your house. You've got to keep it colder in the winters, warmer in the summers. You have to drive cars that may run out of electrical battery power. You, you become reliant, and it becomes very expensive to maintain this because no matter what is going on out there, you have to have 24-7. You have to, that, that's the problem. You want to be able to turn that switch on. You want to be able to turn your car on. In an emergency situation, in times of distress like a hurricane or an earthquake, if you don't have electrical power coming to your house, how are you going to get away? How are you going to evacuate? What are you going to do when you can't charge that car up? Or you're doing when you're trying to, to fix all the trees that are torn up in the yard? You're trying to fix all of that. You can't do that. With Get your battery-powered chainsaw out there. I've, I've had a battery power. I've got a battery-powered lawnmower, and I've got a regular gasoline-powered lawnmower. And you know what? When those batteries can't get charged, those batteries can't be fixed when they go bad, man, it's just a pain. You can't you can't mow the yard. But I know this. When I, when I can get that gas mower going, it mows the yard. And when I was mowing 11 acres, there was no amount of battery power that was going to mow 11 acres. I had to have a 72-inch cut. It was incredible. 
mowing 11 acres with a 72-inch cut Kubota diesel engine. It was fantastic. Loved it. And I'm thankful to have it. But as we go to this, the natural course, if you were studying this and having been a part of policy for the past 25, 30 years, we're naturally moving in more efficient ways. We're naturally moving where efficiencies and technology, and we can get there. But when government forces it, it makes it tough. It makes it tough on middle America. It makes it tough on the poor. The leftist policy, they don't care. The Democrats, they say they care about the poor. What they care about is power. That's what all of this is about. It's about power. Because the more the left controls the means of energy production, that's power over you. They don't want freedom. And gosh, it sounds terrible, doesn't it? Oh, the left want, they, they claim they do. But if you look at their policies, they really aren't about freedom. Their policies end up costing more. They hurt the poor more. They make the poor more reliant on government. They make everybody more reliant on government. They restrict freedom. They restrict your ability to, to provide for your families. They restrict your ability to be competitive. They love one size fits all. And if you look at almost every way in which the government's gotten involved since the Biden administration, the Biden administration has helped make fuel costs go up. They have had problems getting the supply chains. When I say supply chains, I just want you to think for a second about how amazing and complicated our free market is. That you can get a product from 30,000 feet under the seafloor and get it to a refinery, refine that product and get it on a truck and get it to your gas station and get it in your vehicle not too long ago for less than the price of a gallon of milk. And now you can get a banana from Costa Rica into your grocery store, a pineapple. You can get products from all over the world into your grocery store in a very affordable manner. That's the beauty of the free enterprise system. And that's what matters. That's absolutely what matters in this world. And the, the degree to which the left and government forces can disrupt that and make themselves and make us more dependent on government and governance is the eradication of freedom. And that's one of the most serious, serious things we can have happen to us. We don't want that. We don't need that. It's not going to be healthy for America and Americans, it's not good for any of us. As we head into this election, I think the Democrats realize they've got a serious problem. If nothing else, they've got it on the southern border. They've got it here with the cost of energy. It's everywhere. It's down to the local level, at the state level, at the national level. Democrats in South Carolina, North Carolina have a serious problem on their hands. They absolutely know that. Folks, thank you for joining me here. Chad Adams, CNN for Vince Coakley. We'll be back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Have a great day, folks. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.